Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to talk Blues Hockey with Darren Pang. Holy jump and wow. what a save. Oh, my. Refreshed by Urban Chestnut Brewing Company and their Urban Underdog Lager. Prost. Well, you're right, Roger. That's exactly right. Uh, we said at the very beginning of the program, Jackson was vulnerable today. And uh, just seconds ago, he said to me, Oh, hell is breaking loose, and he is rubbing his hands into his forehead, shaking his head. Darren Pang, it's getting away from Jackson Burkett this morning here in the 101 ESPN studios. Well, I tell you what, Tim, it's my job here this morning as I'm walking my little dog, Bruce, and picking up his poop off the grass that we will fix young Jackson today. We're going to make him a better, we're going to make him a better producer and co-host. I'm going to call him a co-host today. Because I believe that sometimes sometimes you just got to put them back on the ice, okay? Jackson Panger is going to help you through this. He's dealing with the the defecating dog right now, but he is going to help you through this, and he's going to make you a better producer. But let's focus on co-host. All right, let's let's do this, Panger. Thank you, Panger. You're You're welcome. And by the way, for those out there that don't pick up the dog's poop, shame on you. Okay, pick it up. That. It doesn't take much of an effort. Okay, yeah. seconds, right. seconds for for cleaning up the neighborhood. That's right. Uh, Panger, let's let's start with the festivities last night. Then let's head to Augusta, Georgia, and then you can coach uh, Jackson up. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko making the return uh, along with Nico Mikola, which Jackson fraudulently claimed moved him emotionally, and I <laughs> called out. But the Vladimir Tarasenko uh, reception was wonderful, and Tarasenko was you know not somebody who really spoke about his emotions all that often while in. St. Louis, but after the game, he certainly did, and he talked about how much that has meant to him and his family and how much they really appreciated their time in St. Louis and the ovation in the uh, the video last night. Uh, your thoughts on, on that uh, last evening, about 10, 12 minutes into the game? Well, I mean, I, I, I think that the, 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 the ties that make this all happen is the fact that he was part of a Stanley Cup championship team here, yeah. and I, I, I truly believe that if players return like David Perron or any other player comes back and at the very end of any kind of uh, a video tribute, there's no lifting the Stanley Cup. Maybe it's not as powerful. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. You know, there's always appreciation for players and certainly Vladdy because he's in the you know, first round draft pick scored some unbelievable goals. Um, you know, if it, if it just went that way and he just got traded because of one reason or another, Maybe not so emotional. So I'm really happy for the guys that come back and they get to see that on the Jumbotron in front of the great fans. I think that's the, probably the memories that, that shake them the most, make the most emotional. is probably when they see themselves lifting the Stanley Cup or, or when the moment is that the team wins the Stanley Cup and you're all celebrating on the ice. I think that's what chokes these guys up because they see that and then they look around and, and they probably really remember so vividly what it was like going down Market Street. They're always like being at OB Clark's and celebrating mm-hmm. there for hours and days. So 
it was nice to see. I'm sure everybody's happy that it's over with um, and that, uh, that everybody moves along. Um, in saying that, don't, don't get old Andy Strickland talking because old Vladdy wouldn't do an interview before the game for him. Oh, yeah, really? Is know? that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, – I, I think, too, though, they went back-to-back and they had – you know, they had, uh, you know, not, uh, not to make any excuses or anything, but I, I think there's also anxiety when a player – comes back. And I'm not going to jump into the head of Vladdy or anybody else, but I, I think they wonder sometimes, are the fans going to be, are they going to cheer? Are they going to boo? Are they, you know, so I think once the game is over, then you kind of, yeah, you, you know, can show your emo- Yeah. And you show your emotion just a little bit more. And I mean, he could have probably gone and stayed at center ice for, for a little bit longer of a time and waved to the crowd. Cause I remember seeing David, David Perron actually looked right over at the blues bench and he kind of, you know, put his hand over his heart, thanking his, uh, his old teammates as well. And so, you know, that, that stuff, I mean, he could have gone, anyway, he could have done a lot more, and, and everybody would have been fine with it as well. But overall, it was a nice event. He scores a goal, which you would expect him to do, and the Blues end up winning it up. A beautiful pass from Braden Shen to, to, to uh, Kasperi Kapanen. So it all worked out real well. How about what's going on here with the Blues? I think it's, under, hey, listen, I understand it's flying under the radar. Our team's been out of it. They traded all uh, many of the stars away a couple of months ago. But one of the things I was talking about, Jeremy Rutherford, is perhaps the reemergence of this team back into the playoff mix may not be as far away because of, you just made reference to Kapanen, uh, Verano. What we've seen here over the last couple of weeks is a team that's playing some good hockey and got another win last night. Uh, what is your opinion on what we've seen and, and certainly how it can apply to uh, what's going to happen in, in the upcoming year or two? Yeah, it's a good point, and I, I don't want to have falsified information, you know, being late in the year. We've been – a lot of teams – and I'm not going to say this is the case here, but a lot of teams do get fooled by, you know, uh, playing non-playoff teams and, you know, performing well or having some success late because there's no pressure on you. But but I will say that um, it's a different game and a different look that we saw early in the year. I, I think that as a, as a team, Tim, I think they're, they seem to be – you have to think that the coaching staff, you know, I mean, it's hard to coach as well at this particular time of the year after a frustrating season. But at the end of the day, I think they're doing a really good job of, of, of getting that structure, but I think back in the game. And I think making sure that the players that are coming in are going to understand what it's, what the system's going to be like next year. And quite frankly, they're I'm impressed with the way they played more as a five man unit and not, not letting their goaltenders hang out to dry. Uh, like we've seen, you know, during the, the really the heated part of the regular season, the Blues gave up just incredible amounts of, of A-plus chances again. Yeah. And I think that part of the game has been tightened up. So I'm, I'm impressed by that. And I'm also impressed by some veterans. So I think it's you know time we kind of tipped our hat to guys that at the end of the year, they're frustrated. They expect to be Stanley Cup contenders. Guys like Paul, you know, that, that guy just works his tail off every single game. Um, you know, I mentioned Braden Shen before that. Yeah. And, you know, like these these guys are very proud guys, and they want to be in the playoffs. And here we are at the end of the year, and and they're you know they're working their tails off and trying to lead by example. So I've been impressed by that. Uh, you get a chance to see teams all over the NHL, in addition, of course, to the Blues. It sucks that there will not be Stanley Cup playoffs here in St. Louis, but I am I'm really intrigued, in particular, by the Eastern Conference. I mean, that that's that's, that's like just heavyweight after heavyweight with a big, big favorite that certainly has uh, a lot of attention with what the Boston Bruins have done during the regular season. What do you think of what we are going to see here in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and what do you think of that Eastern Conference? We got a chance to see the Rangers. They're a playoff team. It just looks like it's stacked over there in the East, but with one team that's got a huge points advantage on everybody else. 
Yeah, so all the pressure's on Boston. Uh, you know, rightfully so. I mean, we've seen so many teams. Like, Tampa Bay was the best team in the league a few years ago. They lost in four straight yeah. to Columbus. You know, Detroit, when there weren't, you know, um, three-on-three and shootouts to decide the W's, uh, you know, with this <laughs> – I'm not saying that the season that the Bruins have had um, is justified, but it doesn't compare maybe to the 77 Montreal Canadiens or the 95-96 uh, uh, Red Wings because it was a, just a different you know, a point system. Yeah. But in saying all that, it's hard to win when you've had such a great regular season. So uh, that's why I think the pressure's on, on Boston. But the series that I can't wait to watch is certainly in the East. It's Tampa Bay and it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just... You know, it's just that's going to be must-watch TV. The pressure's on Toronto. Uh, they, you know, they haven't advanced past the first round in a thousand years, and now they're going to play. You know, now they're going to play Tampa, that still has that championship pedigree. Did you see that game the other night? The one uh, two nights ago, it was it was uh, the Rangers and Tampa. I mean, there's five fights, there's big hits. I mean, it was like let's get ready to go. This regular season stuff is over with. Let's go to battle. I can't wait for that playoff series, to be quite honest. I think that's going to be the best one. It's so good. I mean, you just look at the Eastern Conference. You go, my goodness. I mean, it is just you can't go wrong with with any matchup in the final two yeah. spots. Still uh, still are up in the air with the Penguins still trying to get in there and the Panthers and Islanders uh, currently holding on to the two wild card spots. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play the New York Islanders and that's who the Boston Bruins are likely going to Well, maybe not. I mean, Florida sneaks in there. But, uh, you know, we're going to see the Rangers and the Devils. That looks a, that's a certainty or looks like a certainty. And then, uh, and, and then you're right about that. See, the New York Islanders would scare me. They, they, they've got every one of their defensemen are about six foot four, 225 pounds. They close gaps. They play defensive hockey the way I love defensive hockey to be played. And they've got a goaltender that maybe, uh, I, I would say maybe top three, likely a guy that ends up in the three finalists for the Vesna Trophy uh, in Igor Shesterk. Uh, I might got the right guy, Sorokin. Sorokin, Sorokin, Sorokin is uh, their guy. And I think they're just, I don't know, I think they're just going to be a tough out. So if that's the Boston Bruins against the New York Islanders, hypothetically, I think the Bruins will be well-tested there. And if they get beyond that matchup, then they'll be ready to go from that point on. Wow, yeah, and what a second-round matchup that would be should they're able to get past, uh, if it is indeed the Islanders, the Islanders in the first round. All right, let's uh, make our way down to Augusta National. I've seen a lot of your tweets here over the last few days. Uh, Panger, Brooks Kepka is out on the golf course, and he is performing a clinic so far. He is 3-under through 12 today, 10-under for the tournament, and he is the leader over Victor Hovland and John Rahm, who have not teed off yet. Uh, they are both 7-under. Jason Day has gone back, and he is at 6-under. Morikawa and Spieth are both at 5-under, along with Cam Young. Weather moving in. We might not have golf tomorrow. We're both golf nerds. We can talk about it when it's the Masters. What do you think? Well, I think Brooks Kepkin is caddy or cheater. That's what I How think. How about that? How about there that? you go. Hey, listen, you just go on, you watch the Golf Channel last night, you, you, oh, you go I did. on Twitter, I did. you can clearly see that it's a five iron. you can clearly see the caddy telling, uh, who was it that he told him? Wood- Woodland's caddy. Yeah, Gary Woodland's caddy, and, and, and gives him the, the five, Kepka discreetly gives him the five after he takes off his glove, I mean, come on, what's going on around here anyway? So <laughs> I hope he hit. I hope he jacks one into Ray's Creek, makes a triple, and says, thanks for coming. So all my players that I've got, that I got money on come back into play. That's what I think right now. Okay? Where, where did you put your money? Well, my guys in, in, in the pool that I'm in, um, I've got – got to go through my list here. Hang on a second. Hang on. That's fine. I got it right here. Uh, it's, a, it's a unique uh, uh, pool that I'm in. 
you pick four guys in the majors, the players championship counts as a major. If your player wins, you can use him again. If he doesn't, you cannot use him again in any major. So I've got Spieth, Lowry, Seffler, and I got McElroy, who's plus two. Yeah, he's uh, in Not trouble here. About Rory. Not Rory. He's, he's, I'll tell you what. For a guy that's got that swing, he's gagging all over himself. I'm not a happy camper. He really is. He yanked that uh, seven iron over uh, number 13 yesterday with a golden opportunity to to at least birdie, if not uh, have a chance at eagle with a seven iron to miss it that badly. That's uh, that's something I expect from you and Pat Maroon. I don't expect that from Rory yeah. McIlroy. You know, I don't. I don't really expect that from Patty and myself. We just drum you like you read about. Oh no, my God! Nothing. What is going on on this show? Yeah. At, yeah, that'll be at Meadowbrook. That's going to be must must watch TV. Yep. We'll, ha- we'll have we'll have drones, satellite TV highlights. We'll have the whole thing. It's going to be a big show. Uh, Jackson has one final question, and maybe we can put a ball tracer because he uh, was excited last night to notice that inside the Enterprise Center, surprisingly, he doesn't get to as many games as you might think based on when you hear him talk hockey. That, uh, <laughs> that, that there is a puck tracer on, and I was explaining to Jackson that years ago there was Peter Puck, and uh, and then they had the Fox tracer on there, and Jackson would like to see that come back. Panger, you're on a national telecast. Uh, Jackson, what would you like to see? Yeah, I, I just think it's so much easier to see the puck, and you can follow the action a lot closer. When you know it's not only where the puck is, but where it's been, and I think that uh, they should bring it back. Jackson, listen, I love you, pal, and I think you're doing a heck of a job. But if you can't see a black puck on white ice, man, you're, you you got to get your eyes checked. Okay? But, the, but the sticks are black. He is now 25, so that's when vision starts to yeah, go. That's right. Well, here's here's the deal that, that we have, um, you know, on Valley Sports Midwest, what we started doing several markets was on the power play. It, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's, an, there's a, tech, a player tracking technology chip on every player's shoulder. And I've got a monitor in front of me that tells me how long their shift is, yeah. how hard their last shot was that was on net, um, how many uh, feet they've skated during the course of a game. And so when, anyway, I'll get to the point, but when, when there's a power play, we, we tried it for a little bit where the puck was passed to, there was that black line that followed it. And I'm telling you, we, there wasn't a lot of positive um, synergy from the, from the fans. It bothered them. Um, I think that they were... Uh, you know, it's on the power play, so you can see where the puck is. You're moving it in the offensive zone. So anyway, we started doing it in replays, and and some of the you know some of our other replays during the course of the, um, the normal part of the game, not just the power play. And I think that part's worked out really well. But man, a lot of people don't like that that puck tracing, Jackson. So you might be you might be one of the few that that does like it. Here's what I'll, I'll say, say to that, that, Panger, is that sometimes with the general public, you have to tell them what they like. You have to force it upon them regardless of what they think wow, they like. Wow, listen to Hugo Chavez in here this you gotta, morning. you got to tell them what they need to like, and I think that the puck trail is one of those things. God. Okay, Okay. well, you just you just get on there and, and you influence people, would you? You're Tires officially Jack. cutting ties. Right there, he just officially cut ties. That's what just happened. Yeah, well, uh, I, think be, I, I just want to grow the game. I guess I'm on an island here. I know you do. I'll tell you what, we've, we've been growing the game for a long time, and it's, it's really in a good spot. But I'll tell you that when, when the Stanley Cup finals are on TNT and Wayne Gretzky's on the panel, which is going to be outstanding, because um, we've got the rights to the final this year, the Stanley Cup final, last year ESPN, next year ESPN, but we've got it this year. I don't think you're going to see uh, puck tracing on a, on a power play. I'll just I'll, I'll just throw that at you. All right, All right. Jackson. Yeah, I guess everyone hates ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Panger, we appreciate it, sir. Always enjoy the conversation. Have a wonderful weekend. 
Oh, I, I will for sure. Hopefully the Masters goes till Monday. It's a day off. I, 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 I have a feeling that's going to happen. Thank yeah. you, Panger. Thanks, Panger. Okay, guys. Thank there you. There he is, Darren Pang, with us here on the program. Uh, sounds really excited about your idea on the puck tracer. I, I would be, wouldn't you? I, I don't know if we've ever had anything unanimous in the Air Comfort Service tax line, but you and the puck tracer and the 0% approval rate, rating is is overwhelming at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I just see you know, But you said you're just going to tell the people that they like yes. what you yes. like. Yes, if you just print news stories where it's like everyone loves the puck tracer regardless of what people say, and then they'll like it. Then that's how it's going to work. All yeah. right, that sounds like a plan. Coming up, we have the Little Piddles Six Shooter, a Friday tradition unlike any other. That is next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganas, St. Louis. Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 East.